Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. What do we do with methane gas? Keep it in the ground. What do we do with methane gas? Keep it in the ground. Keep it in the ground. Keep it in the ground. Don't dig it up and don't drill down. Just keep it in the ground. What do we do with petroleum? Keep it in the ground. What do we do with petroleum? Keep it in the ground, keep it in the ground, keep it in the ground. Don't dig it up and don't drill down, let's keep it in the ground. For our children's future, keep it in the ground. For our children's future, keep it in the ground. Don't dig it up and don't drill down, just keep it in the ground. Keep it in the ground, keep it in the ground. Don't dig it up and don't drill down, just keep it in the ground. Welcome. Please come on over to the uh, to the middle here, clump up. on in. Thank you. My name is Ann Goodwin. I'm from Mothers Out Front. Yeah. I'll be your MC today. Thank you. And I'd like to introduce Carol Chamberlain from Mothers Out Front. Yeah, Carol. Today, Mothers Out Front Four River Residents Against the Compressor Station, 350 Mass, Toxics Action Center, Sierra Club, Clean Water Action, and many other organizations across Massachusetts are calling for an independent investigation into the Weymouth permitting process, particularly the role played by the Department of Environmental Protection. Despite the clear evidence of a deeply flawed process that ignored the health and safety of the residents of the Four River Basin, 
the DEP presiding officer Jane Rothschild issued a decision rejecting the appeal against the air quality permit granted for the Weymouth compressor station. We are outraged at the process and the decision. We are here today to say we are not giving up and we are not going away. People and organizations across Massachusetts will continue to stand and fight alongside Weymouth, Quincy, and Braintree. Today, we are also calling for a moratorium on any new or expanded major fossil fuel infrastructure development and any other major polluting facilities. Until new policies are implemented to protect public health, especially for people living in environmental justice and other frontline communities. And this includes a big no to the Weymouth Air Permit. Okay. Here are some of the reasons we need an independent investigation. First, there is strong evidence that the DEP's role in the permitting process has been compromised by close ties between DEP officials and representatives of Spectra Enbridge, the company that wants to build the compressor. Okay. I wish we had time to give you examples. There are so many, most of which were uncovered and reported by investigative journalist Itai Vardy. And, and thank you so much, Itai. Second, there is a major problem with present air permitting rules. The fact that a community is already suffering from high levels of toxins and carcinogens is not taken into account. The rules just take into account the latest egregious project. Poor and working class communities and communities of color are regular targets for more pollutants due to these rules. Even the DEP presiding officer thinks this policy is outdated. We need to change this. The Four River Basin already has 10 polluting facilities and the area's residents are already suffering major health effects. We are not naive. We know that the DEP in Massachusetts and many other states have enabled fossil fuel companies for years and that ignoring already existing pollution is a common practice. But, as many of us have told our children, the fact that everybody's doing it does not make it right. Finally, we should not be building or expanding any new fossil fuel infrastructure anywhere. We can no longer ignore the truth about the climate crisis. It is already here in the form of deadly heat waves devastating storms, severe droughts, and raging wildfires. Governor Baker, our planet, our home is on fire. Don't pour more gas on it. Thank you, Carol. Is anybody here protesting the Weymouth Compressor Station for the first time today? Thank you for adding your voice. Bring a friend next time you come. Um, but some people have been at this work for many years, and among them the four River Residents Against the Compressor Station. So I'd like to introduce Reverend Betsy Sowers. Here she comes.
Good morning. I'm Betsy Sowers. I am Minister for Earth Justice at the Old Cambridge Baptist Church. I'm also a resident of Weymouth and a board member of Four River Residents Against the Compressor Station. Uh, and before I make my remarks, uh, which I prepared, I want to send greetings and regrets from Alice Arena, who is our board chair and president, who at the last minute was not able to come this morning. But on her behalf, on behalf of all the people at Trax, I want to Thank you, mothers out front and all the other allies who are here. We have been fighting this battle for four and a half years. And thanks to you, thanks to all of you, there has not been a shovel in the ground and we intend to keep it that way. Now, because I'm a faith leader, I am... I'll wait a minute for the uh, siren to go by. We do indeed have an emergency. Now, can you all hear me? Yes. All right. Um, as a faith leader, I am commanded to love my neighbor. And I'm here to share my deep concern for my neighbors in the environmental justice communities of the Commonwealth and especially of the Four River Basin. For over 50 years, the best way to find dangerous and dirty infrastructure has been to look in communities of color and of low income. Environmental racism and economic injustice are hallmarks of siting projects that nobody wants in their backyards. Even in progressive Massachusetts, this pattern holds. Enbridge's proposed compressor station in Weymouth is a prime example. Citing a polluting, explosive compressor adjacent to environmental justice neighborhoods is also a violation of mass environmental justice law and of Title VI of the Federal Civil Rights Act of 1964, which, and I quote, precludes any EEA agency or program from deeming a site suitable or locating a facility where it will have discriminatory effects on the basis of race, color, or national origin, unquote. 2010 census maps show environmental justice tracks in Quincy, less than a mile from the proposed compressor, and tracks in Braintree and Weymouth, less than five miles away. Residents in these communities already are enduring elevated rates of cancer, heart and respiratory disease from current and historic pollution. But as we just heard, the Mass DEP does not consider existing pollution when permitting new projects. The very lives of our neighbors are at risk because of this project because Mass DEP has ignored environmental the environmental provisions of the Federal Civil Rights Act its own environmental justice policy, and basic moral principles during the siting and permitting process. This is unacceptable. The good news is that this project can be stopped and will be stopped. We say first to our legislators, pass the pending environmental justice bills H761 and S464 
to require MassDEP to consider current pollution along with the pollution from proposed projects and to make Massachusetts good environmental justice policy enforceable. Then amend the bills to impose a moratorium on new permits until the MassDEP policy is changed. Next, we say to Governor Baker and MassDEP, the lives of people of color and people who have the misfortune not to be wealthy are not expendable. Our neighborhoods are not your sacrifice zones. You may not endanger our neighbors, human and other than human, so that Enbridge can export its deadly product to Europe for higher prices. Enforce Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to project, protect all environmental justice communities in the Commonwealth. And for God's sake, start by denying the air quality permit in Weymouth. Thank you, Reverend Betsy. I'd like to uh, introduce Representative Joan Moschino of the 3rd Plymouth District. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm Representative Joan Moschino. Oops, there we go. I'm Representative. Oh, yes, I'm tall. Thank you so much. Um, so I am Joan Moschino, Representative for Hingham Hollow Cohasset North Situate, and I am absolutely delighted to be here today representing the South Shore delegation. I'm here with. Um, Daria from Senator O'Connor's office. She is his policy chief of staff and we are here to say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have come out today to stand up for environmental justice. It just seems so obvious. Everything we do should start with environmental justice with justice for the people who live in that area, for justice for the people for public health, public safety. It just doesn't seem that hard. Right now, we have an opportunity to stop this once and for all at the permitting process for clean air. And I would just say thank you all for caring so much about your community, for caring about our state, for caring about children and elders and public health, for caring about your neighbors who have to drive over the bridge, uh, for, for just for caring and actually taking that next step for action. I think you guys are awesome and I just had to come here today to say we should start our day thinking about environmental justice. We should send a strong message to DEP to remind them about what their duty is, what their framework is, and how they should be looking at projects that we don't need, that we shouldn't have to bear the cost of, that we shouldn't have to bear the health impact burden of, that we shouldn't have to worry about the health, about the public safety of, and we should just send that message. You guys are amazing. I think you are just so brave to come out and do this, and I applaud every single thing you do, and I want to just tell you that 
um, in a day and age of, of questionable facts and, and, and social media, you are based on facts, you are based on good research, and you are looking for the greater good. And I, ju I just have to say, applaud you. And you can count on the South Shore delegation to stand behind you and take leadership every step of the way. Hopefully, Senator O'Connor will be able, he's racing to get here, will be able to join you at some point. But just um, from me, on behalf of the entire delegation, I just had to stay, stand up here and say, go get him. Thank you. I also want to uh, just uh, acknowledge there are two staffers here from Senator Keenan's office. I guess they don't want to speak, but just give us a wave. Thank you. <laughs> and now here's Claire Muller from the Toxic Action Center. Thank you. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Good. So my name's Claire. I'm the lead community organizer with Toxics Action Center. I was born in the South Shore Hospital in Weymouth, just want to say that. Um, and I want to share the 32 years of wisdom from Toxics Action Center. For 32 years, we have worked side by side with communities to clean up and prevent pollution. And we have learned three key things. The first is that neighborhoods know what makes sense, right? The folks in the Four River Basin didn't just organize and come together and get their voices heard because they had nothing better to do. Is that they looked around, they saw all of the pre-existing sources of pollution and smokestacks and thought to themselves, what the heck, right? Like, and Toxics Action Center has seen over and over that that common sense is real, that we don't need all the studies, we don't need all the experts, that people know in their hearts that when they're going to take action, it's because they can tell in their gut that it's wrong, that this is a bad proposal. The second thing that we have learned is that over and over, the elected officials, the bodies that are supposed to be making decisions based on our health, based on protecting our environment, many times are not that they are in collusion with the very people that they should be regulating, and that it takes organized citizens to stand up. Because that is the third thing that we have seen over and over, is that when neighbors get together, make their voices heard, make a plan, organize, that you can and you will win. All right? That's right. So I've been at Toxic Action Center for nine years now. One of my first campaigns was out in Westfield, Massachusetts. There was a proposal for a gas-fired power plant next to a low-income immigrant um, mobile home community. And nine years ago, many parts of the environmental movement still hadn't yet learned about fracking. They still hadn't yet figured out that it wasn't a bridge fuel. And yet, these people said, hell no. This is not needed. This is not right. We do not need another. Clean energy doesn't come out of a smokestack, right? And those folks, against all odds, kept organizing after every permit kept getting rubber stamped and rubber stamped. And you know what? That power plant was never built. That's right. That's right. Right? And in 2014, when the, stop when the NED pipeline was proposed, what did people say? It's a done deal. It's going to happen. Did it happen? No. That's right. When the Access Northeast to expand and build more compressor stations, more pipeline was proposed. Was it built? No. That's right. Is this going to get built? No. That's right.
because people power works. I'm proud to be standing here in solidarity calling for this investigation to make sure that this air permit is denied. Governor Gass, you better hear us today. Thank you. Hey, repeat after me. Talks like Governor Climate. Talks like Walks like Governor Gas. Walks like Governor Gas. Talks like Governor Climate. Talks like Governor Climate. Walks like Governor Gas. Walks like Governor Gas. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to introduce Vic Mohanka from the Clean Water from Clean Water Action. And we're we're understanding that you have to get right on this mic. All right. Hi, I'm Vic Mohanka of Clean Water Action, and we're here today because what is happening right now is unacceptable. It's unacceptable that the state government that runs on our taxes does not work for us. It, it's unacceptable that we have to fight fossil fuel infrastructure over and over again, even as we get closer to our 2050 emissions goals. And it is unbelievably unacceptable that greed is taking precedence over the air that the people of Weymouth have to breathe every single day. It is also unacceptable that we've had to fight for decades to get any environmental justice policy. We need an investigation right now, Governor, if you could hear us. And let's be clear, the buck stops at Governor Baker. On day one, he stopped environmental justice policies from being in implemented. He stopped grid modernization proceedings. He stopped looking forward at our clean energy future. And he put in industry mouthpieces and tried to weaken environmental regulations for his CEO buddies. You want to know what? They aren't building compressor stations in Swampscott. Exactly. The permitting might be might have ended, but this fight is not over. Yeah. When they build pipelines, what do we do? When they want to build compressor stations, what do we do? Stand up, fight back. Stand up. Fight back. Stand up. Thank you, Vic. I'd like to introduce uh, Nathan Phillips from the Gas Leaks Allies. And representing Newton, which has 600 gas leaks. So you heard maybe that the Four River has been called Flint on the Four River. And there's some things that are similar to the situation in Flint and, and some things that are different. So the children of Flint are living with 24-7 toxic water that they have to drink. The situation in the Weymouth Four River is a little bit different, but on average, one day out of seven, MassDEP, with their own data, has found that children are breathing, and everyone there is breathing, toxic carcinogens and neurotoxins at a situation just today, the baseline situation. And we found from data that Governor Baker himself ordered to be collected and has never spoken on that levels of, for example, a carcinogen 1,3-butadiene not only matched 
the state level determined health protective guideline for safety and health, it was not even double that. Or it, was, it was not double. It was not five times. It was not even 10 times. It was up to 17 times in a 24 hour period. The acceptable level for children to be breathing. This is an environmental justice community where the incidence of cancer and respiratory disease and cardiac disease is way above the average levels for the Commonwealth. So Governor Baker, we're calling for an investigation of this broken process. But we also have to call for an investigation of Governor Baker himself. Yes. Who, last I checked, has now received $82,000 from the law firm and the lobbyist firm that represents Enbridge in the air permit appeal case. An appeal case in which the presiding officer who works at the Department of Environmental Protection said in her ruling that we did not get a fair hearing. Due process matters, Governor Baker. We're taking this to the courts. We're going to demand justice for the children of the Four River Basin. Maura Healy, we need your help badly. We need an independent prosecutor. We need an investigation of the Baker administration, of the DEP, of the, the Metropolitan Area Planning Council. Yes. The financial conflicts of interest are rife through this process. It's a broken process. We need justice. We need an investigation. I've been with, standing with you in, in several of these battles, and I always remember this chant, I believe that we will win. Yeah. But I do believe we are going to win this battle for the Four River. This time we're going to win. We are growing. A year ago, the mainstream media was not covering this. Now we have WGBH, we have WBUR, we have the Boston Globe is now covering this story. State House News is covering this story. The Boston Herald did an amazing job on this story. Our numbers are growing. The media interest is growing. I believe that we will win. Can you say that with me three times? I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Let's keep the pressure up. I'd like to welcome Deb Pasternak from the Massachusetts Sierra Club. Hi everybody, I'm Deb Pasternak from the Sierra Club. Um, I'm here once again because we have to once again fight uh, our governor, Charlie Baker, and his administration over the expansion of dirty fuels. Hard to believe, but true. At this point, we here in Massachusetts are dependent on fracked gas for over 60, for over two-thirds of our electricity generation and over half of our residential heating. No energy system is safe when it's over-reliant on a single source of fuel. It's not good for the state. It's not good for the economy. It's not good for the energy system. On top of this, we're at the crossroads of a climate emergency. 
We know that we cannot afford to invest one more dollar in expanding fo dirty fossil fuel infrastructure. So understand that there is no reason to expand the Weymouth compressor station, but rather many reasons not to, including better health for Weymouth residents, money better spent in building up a regional renewable energy economy, and of course, lowering our greenhouse gas emissions in the face of the climate crisis. Yet Governor Charlie Baker's administration appears to be pulling all the strings possible to get this compressor station built to the point where there are now credible accounts that the Baker administration was in close contact with the compressor station developers during the permitting process. Boo is right. So Massachusetts Sierra Club stands proudly with the Four River residents against the compressor station and the entire local community who will bear the brunt of this unnecessary, expensive, and dirty energy project. We join in the call for an investigation into the Department of Environmental Protection's process for granting the environmental permit for the Weymouth compressor station. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. Now we have Craig Altimos from 350 Massachusetts. Thank you all. As a I'm here with 350 Massachusetts. Raise your hand for the 350 Mass. A round of applause. We are volunteer-led Climate Action Network across Massachusetts. And we are proudly standing here today with the Four River, Four River residents against the compressor station. I, I want to speak for a moment about our governor, Governor Gass, who has regularly said that his hands are tied when it comes to this compressor station. Don't believe it. That's right. Governor Baker has given us every Sent every signal that his hands are not tied, or at least that he is very happy with his hands being tied, that he wants this compressor station to be built. If your hands are tied, what do you do if you don't want your hands to be tied? You, you work to get out of it, right? You squirm, you fight, you ask for help. Has Governor Baker done any of these things? No! The appeal that was filed against this flawed and corrupt process was the perfect excuse the governor needed to reject this permit. He had a pair of scissors handed to him on a silver platter saying, here you go, pick it up, untie your hands. What did he do with those scissors? He chucked them into the Four River. He kept the money. It's all about the money. Our governor has no interest in stopping this compressor station. Now, I fully believe, as Nathan said, that we will fight and we will win. But I want to make very clear to the governor that if, God forbid, we lose, we will hold him personally and criminally responsible for this compressor station's construction. This will be the Charlie Baker compressor station. And I don't use that word criminal lightly. Building this compressor station in 2019 is a criminal act. We know that from the flawed process that we are violating laws of conflict of interest, we are ignoring the data, we are hiding the data. But also, I want to speak to, to higher laws around the climate crisis. That our society, in the past, when we found that the legal infrastructure we had was inadequate to the crisis that we were facing, we created new laws and new tribunals 
following World War II to hold people accountable for the crimes they had committed. And I want to be real that climate change, the consequences that are coming are severe enough and big enough that there will be tribunals for people who failed to act when they knew better. And for people who allowed things like the Weymouth compressor station to move forward when they knew full well the consequences of climate change. Governor Baker is leading the nation right now on preparing for the impacts of climate change. So he cannot plead ignorance that he didn't know what would happen if we made climate change worse. And so if he makes climate change worse, and he builds this compressor station or any other fossil fuel infrastructure moving forward, we will be there to hold him criminally liable, criminally responsible when these tribunals are called for in 20 or 30 years. And thanks to the good work of Nathan Phillips and Itai Verdi and others and Fracks, we have the data to back ourselves up that we can bring to the tribunal. So I want to make very clear, we're calling for an independent investigation into the actions of this administration, and we hope that he uses the outcome of that investigation to cut his, fan, cut his hands and free himself from these ties that bind him. Because our hands are not tied and our gloves are off and we are ready for this fight. See you in the streets. Please welcome the Reverend Gretchen Elbendorf from Weymouth. I just want to start by saying I'm a pastor in a church in Weymouth. And I can tell you, we don't feel lonely anymore because we see you all here. And it is of heartfelt gratitude that we have in the South Shore to know that we're not alone and this is expanding this movement all through Massachusetts. Thank you. So I come to you to speak about children, which is my primary ministry through all of this. I want you first to know that Dr. Kurt Norgrad is one of our miracles. He is, a, he is a physician who is with children in Dorchester suffering from cancer and leukemia and he came living in Newton all the way in Weymouth for four years to do research for free and to tell us everything we needed to know about the dangers of compressor stations so that our children would not have to fight cancer and leukemia. So this all began from his perspective for a concern from children. Thank you for his free work because the scientist that Governor Baker is following was paid for by Enbridge and makes $400 an hour to tell us that compressors aren't dangerous to children. So I want to read to you just one, one bit of word from a mother of a little boy who is recovering from brain cancer. Some of you might have heard of him. He's legendary. His name is Mighty Quinn. Mighty Quinn. Stay close to the mic. Stay, oh, stay close <laughs> to the mic. Mighty Quinn. Mighty Quinn's mother's given me permission to share this. And I'm fighting with my whole heart for Mighty Quinn and his family and all the children with cancer and leukemia in the Four River Basin and any child who might get cancer or be affected by a compressor. Right now in Pennsylvania, there are 64 children, or at 67, who have been found to have cancer from a gas plant in Pennsylvania. So Mighty Quinn's mom says, I 
fighting as Mighty Quinn can heal without more toxins threatening his recovery. I'm fighting so other children of the South Shore remain safe and healthy. She said, just my three-year-old got home from brain cancer treatment, hoping Charlie Baker realizes he, my son, lives less than a mile from the site of the, of the proposed compressor station. Any extra carcinogens in the area will only further his inability to recover and make his cancer-compromised body have to fight that much harder, all because his mom decided to buy a house in her hometown. She is considering having to move again, and we're here, all of us, standing up today so that Mighty Quinn can heal in an environment without more toxic compressor, uh, toxins from a compressor station. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to introduce Andrea Honore, the woman who has been sitting doing a um, personal witness sitting in Governor Baker's office waiting to talk to him. How many of you have sat with Andrea? Andrea Honore. Hey, hi. Uh, just last week, it was day 160 since 2017. Basically, all I want to say, though, I mean, I'm still going to go up there. I'm still going to wait. He's still going to have to avoid me every single day that he thinks about, like, leaving his office. Nathan knows what that's like. The panic in their eyes when they're like, oh, she's still there. How do we get to, to Spilka and DeLeo's office? Um, <laughs> one of the things, like, we really care about stopping this compressor station. Um, we're, we're, you know, a real special community here, but other people, they'd want to know, why should we give a crap about this? And my answer to them is not only would it set a national precedent of citing, you know, the most dense population on the smallest plot of land, um, it sets a precedent for Massachusetts, especially under Governor Baker. Um, if it happens to Weymouth, it'll happen to you in your town or your city, and it doesn't have to be a gas compressor or a pipeline. Under Governor Baker, his agencies are compromised, and any sort of unpleasant infrastructure that can be put someplace will have no problem. If Governor Baker can get this through, people will come running, companies will come running, say, oh, it's easy to get in in Massachusetts. We can put stuff anywhere we want. He's got it all set up for us. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. And um, no compressor. Yeah. I'd like to introduce our, our last speaker. Uh, this is Jennifer Wexler from the Canton Residence for a Sustainable equitable future. Yeah. Hello. I'm honored to be here today. My name is Jennifer Wexler. I'm with Canton Residents for a Sustainable Equitable Future and also with Sustaining All Life, United to End Racism. Our Canton group initially formed 
and united with many others, including people here, to successfully halt what was Spectra Energy Corporation's Access Northeast high pressure frack gas pipeline through Canton and neighboring towns. Yeah. But you know, that was not enough. Today, we stand shoulder to shoulder in support of our neighbors in Quincy and Weymouth. They're 12 miles from us in Canton. We're upset. We care. It's an outrage. And as you know, it's not enough for communities that have been overburdened by the injustice of industry treating that area like a chemical dumping ground for years, which has severely damaged the environment and the health of residents. We invoke the DEP and the governor to act justly to protect our South Shore neighbors by immediately prohibiting the Weymouth Compressor Station, which would further burden and threaten the health and safety of residents. And on behalf of all precious life on our Earth, on our planet, initiate a moratorium on all new frack gas infrastructure. With a deep resolve to reverse the climate crisis, and the destruction of the complex natural systems that sustain all life caused by the accelerating drive for profit for the few at the expense of the many. We stand for an unwavering commitment to the rapid transition to a sustainable, equitable energy economy and society. And as you know, that would almost be enough. That would almost be enough. That would almost be enough. We invoke you, Governor Baker! Act with integrity now! And you will be able to look your children in the eye knowing you prioritize them over a cozy relationship with the fossil fuel industry. I want to say that this issue, this accelerating crisis in our system that is destroying life, that is genociding our planet and affecting communities all over the world and here, that today we also want to recognize the fight to close the camps. There is an immigrant rally, as you probably know, happening at the JFK in a few minutes at 12 noon. And we have to keep in mind that the climate crisis that we are living under, that we are fighting against, has caused more parts of the earth to become unlivable. And people cannot sustain life and people are being forced to leave their places. And that is an outrage. And we should all be shaking about it and shaking our fists. No, no, no. So I, I want to encourage you, if, it's, if it so moves you, to please you know, uh, walk over to the JFK. Um, we need to make these connections with all communities. These issues are interconnected that we need to change things on a very fundamental level. Um, So let's not allow 
the criminalization of immigrant communities and the deeply inhumane treatment and conditions to persist. And I thank you for this opportunity to talk with you and I'm honored to be a part of what we are doing together. Oh, and I just have one last thing to say. <clears throat> In closing, <clears throat> we shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved just like a tree that's standing by the water. We shall not be moved. Thank you. Fighting for our future, we shall not be moved. Fighting for our future, we shall not be moved just like a tree that's standing by the water. We shall not no compressor station, we shall not be moved. No compressor station, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's standing by the water, we shall not be moved. Standing with our neighbor, we shall not be moved. Standing with our neighbor, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree. That's standing by the water, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's standing by the water, we shall not. Thank you for coming. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.